When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the mayor of sweeping. Uh, this guy over here, the vice mayor of sweeping, it's the one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. That was fun, Derek. That was fun. That was fun. That was a fun series, Jesse. That was a uh, just an all-around win by the Diamondbacks. Offense exploded in the first two games, and today in the finale, the Diamondbacks did very little offensively. Actually, at one point, their only hit was a solo home run from our man Stone Cold Garrett, his first career MLB home run, which was very exciting. But, of course, before we get into that, we have to let you guys know this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our code of PHNX to get yourself some coin. We'll get to that a little bit later, of course. That's America's top-rated sportsbook app. What a fun series, though, Jesse. It's uh, It was incredible to watch the Diamondbacks go into a place like Chicago for Alec Thomas to have the series, or at least the game he had there in, in game one, uh, not to mention uh, the incredible defense by his outfield companion there in uh, our short king, Dalton, Dalton Varsho. But everything seemed to kind of go the Diamondbacks' way in this series. Even at times, things looked bleak. Not more, more than once, and they were able to battle back and and win every game in the series. Yeah, it was it was great. I mean, the Diamondbacks really came in and uh, yeah, show the show the people the broom, Derek. Show, show the people that broom. That, that broom. Uh, the Diamondbacks just came in the series and I honestly just sort of dominated from the beginning. I mean, this is really the first game in the series that that wound up being all that close. Um, and it's because this, this Diamondbacks team just really came out with a fire in this series. You mentioned the defense in the game on Friday. Uh, that was incredible, Derek. The defense the Diamondbacks showed in that game. Dalton Varsho yeah. pulled back a home run. Alec Thomas, like you said, uh, multiple diving plays. Emmanuel Rivera had a really nice stop at third base. Um, and it, it was just an, an impressive showing all the way around. Uh, the offense was really, really strong in the first two games of the series. And then here in the finale, you run into a pretty tough customer in Dylan Cease. And you figure, yeah. you know, th this game's going to be a lot harder to win than the first two games of the series. Uh, but the Diamondbacks didn't get much. Um, they didn't get much at all, but they got what they needed. Right. And they were very, very efficient uh, with their offense today with the, the two home runs and then Jake McCarthy's big hit. Um, those were the only hits the Diamondbacks had in this game, and they all uh, contributed to scoring runs. So uh, really all big crucial hits. Today. Like, like you said, all critical hits. They all happened to score runs, and it was very minimal, but they were able to put enough on, on the board. Uh, Zach Davies, you know, a, a great outing against Dylan Cease, to be honest. Uh, five and two-thirds yeah. and two earned runs don't look great at the end of the day, right? Uh Six innings. Not bad, though. Nope. I mean, five nope. and two-thirds, two runs from your, like, right. number three, number four starter, you'll take that. You'll absolutely take that. And how close he was to being, for it to be a six, 
inning outing that he didn't allow any runs. I mean, he was that close to getting out of that inning. So, I mean, really just uh, he continues to get better for this team. He's he's somebody that even though I am skeptical that he'll be a part of this team after this season, I'm I'm wanting more and more uh, for the Diamondbacks to lock him in compared to his numbers last season. He came back from one of his worst career years to actually be a quality pitcher for the Diamondbacks in the starting rotation. I feel like we have to acknowledge Nicholas's comment. He said our offense almost ceased to exist today. I'll show myself the door for that one. Uh, well said, Nicholas. Well said. No, we, we appreciate no, that sort of thing that. around here. Don't, give him, don't appreciate <laughs> that. Don't give him that credit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yesterday's game. Interesting game. Uh, they scored a whole lot yeah. of runs, and they did it without the home run ball, Jesse. It was the yeah, first yeah. time the D-backs have scored 10-plus runs in a road game without a homer for the first time since May 29, 2007. It's wild. So, 15 it's years. Wild. I mean, not only that, I mean, that's that's a lot of time, but also to score 10-plus runs without a home run. The Diamondbacks, you know, are really starting to put it together. Runners in scoring position, playing the small ball, if you want to call it that. But just, you know, there was a time where it seemed like this team lived and died by the home run. Guys like... You know, uh, Christian Walker, for instance, lived and died by the yeah. home run. We are seeing a much more well-rounded offense now, especially with guys like Jake McCarthy and Dalton Varsho, Josh Rojas contributing. I mean, it's just coming from everywhere. Stone Garrett had his first career home run today. Like, Sergio Alcantara had a key home run to tie this game up. So, I mean, this the, the Diamondbacks have been getting it from everybody uh, on the roster. Yeah, can we talk about Jake McCarthy a little bit here? I mean, the oh, guy God, is hitting geez. 291 on the season now. He has a 784 about, OPS. Jesse, do we want to talk about how you were ready in our private chat to just go ahead and build a statue of him out front and put him in the Hall of Fame <laughs> and lock him up now? Yeah. No, Jake McCarthy. He is a he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. There is no question at yeah, this no point in my mind. <laughs> no, I mean, I can't argue with that. He's been incredible. I mean, he's been absolutely incredible for this team. Yeah, and Brett Johnson says king of the series, baby. And we might as well just sort of go there at this yeah, point. Yeah, throw it up uh, there. Yeah, king of the series. he's right. He is the king of the series. I mean, we're not going to hide it. Look at that batting average. 556 batting average. One very crucial RBI, which was surprising yeah. considering his four for five day. Uh, three runs scored in this series again. And he only played in two out of the three games. So that is an impressive <laughs> production from someone who didn't play in the entire series. Yeah, and he also had two stolen bases in the game yesterday. Uh, right. Yesterday, with he had four hits in the game yesterday. It was a career high. He'd never had a four-hit game in his major league career. Um, and we tweeted out that that Jake McCarthy is like running circles around the White Sox because that's what it felt like. I mean, he had he had four hits. All of them were singles, and he stole two bases. And um, he didn't get caught either time. And it was just it was impressive. I mean, just to see uh, what he has turned into for this Diamondbacks team. I know there's still a little bit of concern about whether this is sustainable for Jake McCarthy, like whether he is, you know, like, like that, you know, that, that third member of the future outfield trio. I know it's, uh, it's pretty jam packed there moving forward, but um, it's hard to argue with what he's shown this season. He currently leads all uh, he leads MLB with eight stolen bases in the month of August. So in the month of August, he leads with, yeah. Uh, entering yeah. today's game, he was hitting 396 dating back to August 9th, the third best average in the majors over that span. So he has just been an incredible. And that's the reason why, like, 
batting average for a season kind of sucks because, uh, you know, you really can look at small, you know, small samples, or you can look at what a guy's been doing recently, and it can just tell a completely different story than, for instance, what their batting average has sure. been over the entire season. I think Christian Walker is probably a case for that after the all-star break, uh, you know, with a much better batting average that he had pre-all-star break. But uh, Jake McCarthy, I mean, again, you talk about a guy that came in last season when the Diamondbacks finally gave up on the Cattell Marte center field experiment late in the season and was just kind of a, a, a name not a lot of people knew who happened to just provide some of the best defense that we had in the outfield, you know, that at that point all season long, it seemed like. So, uh, you know, he, he quietly made an impressive debut and he still continues to quietly be a, a very productive, very, very uh, gifted, very athletic part of this team. Yeah, he, I think athletic is a great word for it. It's sort of like like Jake McCarthy is like uh, he embodies what this new wave of Diamondbacks young talent really looks like, right? Like yeah. like he's fun to watch. He's fast. He's athletic. He's a good defender. Um, that's what this new wave of young talent is. I mean, it's Dalton Varsho, you know, running like crazy against the wall to get balls that most right fielders wouldn't even have a shot at getting to. You know, it's Alec Thomas making these diving plays. Um, it's 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 crazy what what Jake McCarthy has done, and and in a larger scale, like what this Diamondbacks' new young core is starting to look like here. Do we have a I we see, have a problem? Yeah, I have a problem. <laughs> Throw that back up there. Uh, CHGO's post series headline is Dylan Cease and the White Sox get swept by the lowly D backs. Oh right. man! Well, well, <laughs> let's get into it, shall we? Let's get into it because yes. The White Sox are actually in a divisional race. So what I will say is the mighty Diamondbacks came in and crushed the White Sox postseason hopes by just sweeping them unexpectedly and causing this team to now be, I think, six six games back in their division. But that's how close they were, right? This, this three-game yeah. sweep means so much to the White Sox, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like... We are, what, 40 games back in the division? I know the Padres are like 20 games back. And not they're not 40, 20, 29, 29 We're games 29. back. Right, exactly. Yeah. So the rest of the NL West is wildly, like, actually competitive, right? Like, when you look at from the Padres down – we're all relatively close, but then you have the Dodgers who have a 20 game lead on the second place, you know, team and are just an unstoppable juggernaut, especially here in the second half. I mean, I think they were 41 and nine in their last 50 games. So we don't even know what it is to compete for the division at this point. And I, I am so glad that we could help your turmoil in the AL central. So uh, cry all you want, but the Diamondbacks are not a lowly team, my friends. Uh, here's here's one thing I'll say. Mark Melanson, once again, let's talk about the negative. Uh, still ineffective. Uh, still throwing yeah, an 89-mile-an-hour cutter right down the pipe. As a matter of fact, holy, holy shit. Uh, Ian Kennedy today getting a strikeout on his 94-mile-an-hour fastball just down the middle of the plate was something that made my heart almost stop. Yeah. But he got away with it. <laughs> Melanson didn't, you know, and so like when I, I was taking a look at Melanson's numbers, realistically, when you look at this team, when you look at their record right now, Jesse, this team is 59 and 67 after today's win, right? Yeah. Mark Melanson alone 
has 10 losses. If Mark Melanson wasn't that, the team right now, like just taking his 10 losses out, would be one game over 500. I know that's not something you can just easily say because those games were losses for other reasons and Melanson didn't necessarily you know, completely blow it, but 10 losses from a guy that the Diamondbacks picked up as a crucial part of their bullpen to solidify the back end. It just shows the difference of this team, how good they really are and how close they are to being competitive. If they didn't have one of the worst bullpens in baseball. And in this series, the bullpen deserves all the credit. They were very good in this series. Kevin Ginkle has been incredible. Some of these guys have really turned it on lately and become consistent and, and, you know, reliable for this team. Even Ian Kennedy, as exciting as it is when you get in there, Ian Kennedy uh, has been doing work. You know, the Nerf beard is is doing work. So, you know, you can't hate, even though sometimes he doesn't have like, like I just sit there and cringe the entire time watching <laughs> Ian Kennedy pitch. But he's so crafty. And like today, the last at bat, oh my God, the way he just worked the one part of the strike zone that was not in the strike zone that the umpire was Yeah, doing, yeah, was he masterful. took advantage. He totally took advantage of it. And that's what a veteran pitcher can do. Right. So, but man, it was just, uh, it was really one of those things that I I think we saw this team really come together during this series. And it was fantastic to see the result was the sweep. And we know this team is capable of being this good at times. It just can't seem to put it together consistently. I have to talk about the white Sox thing real, real quick. What, uh, What CHGO said, Honestly, Derek, and I was literally thinking about this yesterday. I wasn't necessarily planning on talking about this today, but I feel like we have to now that uh, now that CHGO is referred to the Diamondbacks as being lowly. I am quite confident that if the Chicago White Sox were in the NL West, they no. would have a worse record than the Speak Diamondbacks. Speak on it, Jesse. That's they would have a worse love. record. Right. There's, there's honestly not really Speak a question in my mind. Jesse Friedman. There is not even a question in my mind, really, because so the White Sox are 63 and 65. But you have to keep in mind that the White Sox this season will play 38 games against the Royals and the Tigers, who are two of the probably two of the three worst teams in baseball. I think Oakland is is probably a little bit worse. I guess maybe the Nationals and the Pirates are there. Two of the five worst teams in baseball, and they are both. Uh, worse than the Colorado Rockies, probably by a significant margin. And then you look at the top of the AL Central Division, Derek. You've got the Cleveland Guardians, who have 67 wins, despite playing in a very easy division. And you've got the Minnesota Twins, who are three games over 500. Both of those teams are, are probably the rough equivalent of the San Francisco Giants, if you put them in the NOS. So you're looking at, a, at two divisions here that are on completely opposite sides of the spectrum. And the White Sox are still 63 and 65. The, their record is still only four games better than the Diamondbacks, despite all of that. So I don't know uh, where exactly CHGO is coming uh, coming from with this. Uh, I think it is complete nonsense. Honestly, I think the Diamondbacks are probably a better team. Not next year, not in the future, but like right now, today, I think the Diamondbacks are a better team. In your face. See, when Jesse delivers uh, hot takes, and and truths uh he just he comes directly at you he doesn't need to insult you he just he just presents the facts that's all he needs to do he doesn't need to call you lowly he just has to say you're in an easier division bitch uh but that's (laughs) that's the pepper i put on it but anyway uh tell you what shout out once again to our draft king king of the series uh our guy of course jake mccarthy who not only is the most athletic 
player potentially on this team, but really, really giving Alec Thomas a run for best hair. I'm just saying his hair is incredible. The flow is fantastic. Uh, and we want to give a shout out, of course, to our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook. If you haven't had a chance to do so, sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app. New customers can get down on the college football season. Right now, use our code of PHNX, bet uh, just $5 on any college football team, and you will get $200 in free bets instantly. They don't have to win. They don't have to place. They could not score a single point. You're still going to get $200 in free bets instantly for you to use on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. There's a season of baseball left. You can get down on that. You can get down on all sorts of live betting, not to mention it's the last preseason week of the NFL, and then we are at the NFL season. So everybody loves NFL season, fantasy football, uh, you know, betting on it, uh, all of the pickums, all that stuff. There's so much good stuff going on uh, with the NFL season right around the corner over on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So get it now if you haven't downloaded already. Familiarize yourself with it, and then that way you know uh, what, what, how to bet. Same game parlays, multiple game parlays, whatever you want to do. Uh, all sorts of fun options, not to mention the, my favorite thing, live betting. So make sure to get down to live betting, especially if you don't get a chance to get in on the games before they start. Remember, there's always options to live bet on the DraftKings Sportsbook app uh, while you're doing it. And Michael McDermott gives a shout out uh, as we give a moment of silence uh, to the dieback, Diamondbacks ending the White Sox season. So um, well, rest in peace, 2022 season for the White Sox. <laughs> Glad we could have a hand in 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 ending that. Lowly, Jesse. <laughs> they called us lowly. Ah, uh, that makes me want to go buy a bunch of Diamondbacks merch on Foco.com. And that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Uh, because that's how that's how I get revenge on my enemies, is I just stock myself with more t-shirts, more merchandise. I buy your dog more licensed merchandise. Jesse's dog is has a wardrobe uh, of its own, but of course, you can go on Foco.com. Uh, the leader in sports merchandise and collectibles and get yourself all of the finest Arizona merchandise, not only for the D backs, but like I said, football season is here for college and, uh, and NFL forget the guys down South. No offense to our friends uh, at the U of a uh, PHNX podcast, but get yourself some sun devils gear, get yourself uh, some Cardinals gear, get yourself some diamondbacks gear, everything for Jesse's dog, for your spouse, for your kids, for yourself, everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs over at Foco.com. Uh, head over to Foco.com or click the link below in our description. And also for all non-presale items, you can use our promo code of PHNX and you will get 10% off. Uh, Jesse, well, you know, the Diamondbacks have actually been pretty free of fluke things happening. You know, it seemed like we were getting messed with by the referees a lot. I know we still have Cattell Marte that's still not right injury-wise, but they haven't had any crazy things happening. But the other day, you texted me about Chapman from the Yankees being on the 15-day IL due to infection and a wound from a tattoo. And I think you were kind of like, how does that even happen, right? I mean, I think that's where you yeah. were going with that. Um, <laughs> I, I got my first tattoo, Jesse, in my friend's backyard by his cousin named puppet who went back to jail before he had a chance to finish my tattoo. So I know <laughs> wow. a thing or two about irresponsible <laughs> tattoos. Uh, you can get one very easily done in a number of ways. Uh, they try to make tattoo parlors very, uh, very, very like uh, sterile, right? Like everything they're using is a first time thing and whatever, but that still doesn't prevent potentially an infection jesse because you have to remember a tattoo is a needle going in and out of your arm a bunch of times right right, it, right? It makes so, sense 
yeah it, it, it can be easy for an infection like this it's just kind of like i don't know do you need to be getting a tattoo while you're in the middle of a playoff that was chase? that was more that was more what i was thinking like isn't it sort of an odd time to be loading up on tattoos I, like right before like the season is. ends well, as, as as a tattooed person, I will say sometimes the call is just the call. Sometimes when you need to get a tattoo, you have to get it, right? But again, <laughs> you're a professional athlete worth millions of dollars. Someone actually has insurance policies on your body in case you break down. There are things uh, that I feel like you shouldn't be doing during the season. But uh, 2022, Jesse, has been a weird year for uh injuries uh stints on the il weird you know stuff like that uh and i i don't know i i think it's kind of a cursed year right uh i don't know maybe uh jonathan villar was working out earlier this season with a what was it with an exercise band and yeah uh, or like uh what was it yeah an exercise band and it snapped hitting him in the mouth, causing him to go on the IL <laughs> to have like dental surgery, right? Yeah, yeah, he suffered damage to his teeth and gums, lost a bottom tooth and <laughs> underwent an eight-hour dental oh procedure. If you're spending eight hours at the dentist in one in one day, that's, yeah. you really yeah. swung and missed in life. Yeah, it's like getting a gigantic tattoo. If you're If you're spending eight hours in the chair, that thing better be an entire sleeve, but I imagine it is. Max Scherzer got bit by his dog while he was on the IL. I don't know if that counts as a weird IL injury, but I feel like it should, right? Uh, my favorite, though, obviously, <laughs> if we want to talk about spying on our exes, Jesse, uh, Archie Bradley suffering a right elbow fracture after he fell over the dugout railing on his way to a fight against the Seattle Mariners. And we remember none of this. Fight. None of this stuff helps, Derek, because there there's a contingent of sports fans who believe that like people who play baseball are like just like a kind of a step lower than people who play football or basketball in terms of like their ability to overcome injuries and like avoid <laughs> injuries. Like they view baseball players as being very frail relative frail, to people fragile, who play other yeah. sports. Yes. Fragile. Yeah, maybe fragile yeah. is the is the right word. Um and unfortunately, all of these things sort of sort of confirm that because, yes, Archie Bradley did literally fracture his elbow uh, falling over the railing during a uh, during a whole event that was happening on the field. So, uh, yeah, none of, none of this none of this is saving that narrative at all. But no, it is what it no, is. No, uh, Chris Sale got hurt uh, in a bicycle accident. Uh, and he then did. we also know yes. Chris Sale beat up stuff in a in a in a locker room or in a dugout. Uh, so yeah, no, there's a lot of bad things that happened this season. I, I'm just once again, I'm glad that the Diamondbacks have stayed relatively out of it. Well, right. well, Caleb Smith, Derek, like a few. Oh, weeks ago. I knew you were gonna bring it. they didn't really uh they didn't really stay out of it completely. Caleb Smith was punching something that he shouldn't have been punching. What do you think it was, Jesse? Can we speculate on what we thought? It's probably like, I don't know. It's probably a wall of some sort. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about Caleb Smith. And see, again, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. I tried to retract my psycho statement. And Caleb Smith just, 
he just plowed forward with that narrative and i don't i don't feel like that's my fault anymore that's what i'm, I'm gonna say at least at least fernando tatis's injury was on a motorcycle <laughs> like what did, what the heck did chris sale do on a bicycle I like like when <laughs> you are a grown old like a grown man like in his 30s you shouldn't be hurting yourself on bicycles anymore i You're just right. i don't see how that's possible I, I, I don't ride a bike, but I run around my neighborhood. That's how I, my primary source of exercise. And I will just say that like, th- there are dangers to be had that I never thought. Like I never thought people, you know, would see you like running in kind of like, there's a part that's hard to run through. So I kind of run in the bike lane and I see cars just veer right at me in the bike lane they just drive in the bike that's, lane. that's fair you know that's stuff fair. like that like or they don't watch when they pull out of a you know out of a uh like a mini mall or you know something like that like they don't, they're not looking both directions at people coming down the sidewalk and stuff but uh i'm not making any i'm not making any excuses for chris sale i refuse to do that and i feel like i've already made too many but uh <laughs> jesse the one thing that was most exciting i think about this series with the white Sox was the young guys doing their thing uh for the diamondbacks just the entire time you know the athleticism that they display we talked about jake mccarthy but obviously we also had alec thomas making incredible uh web gems in in center field we had dalton varsho running all over the place just saving home runs potentially from going over the wall and uh just it it was an incredible weekend to see the young guys really just flourish you wrote a piece recently for gophnx.com about how important it is uh to kind of early to extend these guys early on in their career and and how important that is to the future of the arizona diamondbacks yeah yeah and i mean i Honestly, I'm less so talking about about Varsho and McCarthy and some of those guys. I think I think the jury is a little bit still out on like who those guys will ultimately become and and where their value stands. Not to say that like an extension is a bad idea, but I think it's less crucial that the Diamondbacks do it early um, as it is with some of the guys that I wrote about in the piece. And, And the main guys I'm thinking of are guys like Corbin Carroll, guys like Jordan Lawler, who are getting pretty close to the big leagues at this point. And the only way, potentially, we've seen this movie before, Derek, the Diamondbacks have exciting young players and they stick around for a while and then they leave in free agency. And the only way to get ahead of that and avoid it is to extend these guys like now, like really early, like uncomfortably early. And and we've, we've <laughs> just seen rolled that dice on them, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, literally some teams have extended players before they've even played a major league game. And I think that's a little that's taking it a little bit too far. Like, like, I think we want to see Corbin Carroll play like one major league game at least before, you know, throwing a hundred million dollars at him or something. It's like, it's like Alec Thomas, right? Alec Thomas has had his ups and downs this season, but yeah. there's definitely been more ups than downs. And the one thing we've seen is that not only is he a competent major league player that can stick around and help this team win ball games, he's an might be an elite you know, baseball player, and he still has developing to do at a major league level. But right. what you see, Alec Thomas already makes you comfortable enough to know that this guy is and should be a part of the D-backs plans for a long time. And so, like, you're right. With Corbin Carroll, it would be nice to at least get that call up in September, get that guy some time to just see him, you know, compete at a major league level, see him look like he belongs. And that yeah. might be enough for me to get that extension done, maybe even as soon as next season, right? If we can 
hop on it and make sure that these guys stay a part of this team, know that they're wanted and know that they are, you know, a big piece of the future, right? Like you can say that verbally, but actions speak louder than words. And those actions are, you know, extending these young guys now and securing their future for the team and for them. They want to know their future is secured. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Brian O'Connor said in the chat, the White Sox did that with uh, with Elo Jimenez and Luis Robert, which, yeah, those are two prime examples of guys who are extended before they even played a major league game, which maybe the Diamondbacks don't want to go quite that far. But but yeah, with Corbin Carroll, with Jordan Lawler, I think the Diamondbacks need to be pretty comfortable going off of, you know, maybe like three or four months in the big leagues. Hopefully those guys look pretty good and you might try to 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 sign an extension right then and there. It's basically what the Mariners just did with Julio Rodriguez, giving him a deal that maxes out yep. at almost $500 million. Yeah. Um, and then but we also heavily, start with heavily incentive based, right? So it's like, he has to continue yes. to perform well. And there's lots of outs for the case that if he doesn't, he, you know, there's ways for the Mariners to not extend him for that long of a period. However, that's kind of the way these contracts should be. Like, there should be yeah. some security for these guys. There should be a lot of money thrown their way when they're as talented as, as Julio. But at the same time, it, it is a it is a lot to mortgage your future on you know one player when you really don't know how good they're going to be. That is a tale that the Diamondbacks know entirely too well with Yasmani Tomas and this team's you know, well, they didn't extend out. Tomas. They just, well, yeah, you know, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Contract yeah, yeah, yeah. to begin you're, with, you're right? right? <laughs> yeah, that was just dumb right out of the gate. That's it was I'm just dumb out of the gate. Extending and yeah, signing him, two completely different things for sure. But <laughs> uh, definitely check out Jesse's piece on gophnx.com. I think, is that one unlocked for non members as well? That one is locked. Uh, the uh, one before it is unlocked. Uh, the one about uh, six observations from the Diamondbacks 2023 right. schedule, which was just released. Uh, that article is free and unlocked for everyone. So everyone can so get, that. get that over at gophnx.com. That, that's a good reason to sign up if you haven't already done so already. Get yourself a membership. If you get an annual membership, you'll get yourself a free T-shirt like this beauty I'm wearing right here. Uh, I hope you guys got down on that sale before it ended because that was pretty incredible. Uh, and also, if you don't want the annual membership you can get yourself a month-to-month membership you'll get your first month for just 50 cents uh regardless of your membership status you will get access to jesse's wonderful articles as well as craig morgan gerald everybody else here as and 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 access to our members only discord which is an incredible place to be an arizona diamondbacks fan as well as all the other fandoms here in the valley uh and you get access to our members only discounts over at the phnx locker so make sure to sign up for a membership and join us. Join, be part of the family. Uh, speaking part of the family. Speaking of the White Sox and their bitterness, uh, let's take a look at the only division that matters for us right now, and that's the All City Division, which the Diamondbacks still continue to roll over the other All City teams with that eleven and seven record. Now that they have uh, fifty nine and sixty seven, they help the White Sox just close the gap a little bit between those two teams. And I don't know, Jesse. I don't know. I think the Diamondbacks could make a run at this division before the season is over. What are your thoughts? They, they pro, I mean, I'm the one who is just, you know, on the soapbox talking about how the Diamondbacks Correct. are a better team you than, than the White that. Sox to begin with. And I think I said they're four games apart. They're actually three games apart. I miscalculated. So uh-uh. uh, the Diamondbacks are, they're, they're coming. They're coming for those White Sox, Derek. And I think they the might White get Sox. there. Hey, and uh, apologies to our friends at the Rockies who did win today. I, I Neither the Cubs nor the Rockies, I think, uh, records were updated because their games were still going on when I did all that. But Rockies uh, definitely had a big win today against Max Scherzer. 
his hand, which is now healed from his dog biting it, and the Mets, where they won one to nothing against Max Scherzer, which is not uh, an easy thing to do. But uh, the D-backs actually only have five home series left, Jesse, on the schedule, which doesn't seem very much. It starts to starts to hurt my heart. They, they wrap up on yeah. the road. I think their final two series are on the road. Uh, so make sure, as a fan, if you want to get out to Chase Field and see them, uh, you do that soon because there's not a lot of time left to do that. Let's take a look at the schedule now, the upcoming schedule, uh, where things still, I mean, still some winnable games here coming back home against the Philadelphia Phillies and the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, so here is two of those five series right here. And and then after that, just a steady diet of the NL West, pretty much. But uh, these are some teams that the Diamondbacks uh, haven't really ha- had a chance to see much. And again, the Phillies, I think we're struggling today, so uh, maybe the Diamondbacks can continue to roll after this uh, three-game sweep of the White Sox. Yeah, unfortunately, this guy named Bryce Harper uh, just got brought back to the Phillies. Uh, he just finished up his rehab assignment and is back in the majors. So uh, poor timing on that front, Derek. He's been out for a while, but the Diamondbacks <laughs> will catch him in this series. Sorry. Uh, yeah, there we go. Bang, bang the chair, Derek. Bang yeah. the chair. All right. I did. Uh, yeah, of course. They, it seems to always be the case, right? Guys always return. Diamondbacks catch, you know, teams right when they traded for a all, you know, mega mega all star. Uh, but again, right now at this point, I don't know. It, it seems like the rest of this month is, you know, uh, winnable games. Then we go into September, and the Diamondbacks really just have a chance to kind of disrupt the NL West a bit, uh, and and you know. I don't know, put up a good fight against the Dodgers, see where they're at, see if they can, you know, get any closer to competing with this team that, to be honest, really has dominated them all season long. Diamondbacks just really yeah. haven't been in, in in many of these games against the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, I know earlier in the year, Derek, we were talking about how, like, the Diamondbacks have played actually, like, pretty well against good teams and, like, sometimes not as well against bad teams. Like, there was a little bit of, you know, they didn't always depend on the competition. Uh, But looking at the numbers now, like, it really has heavily depended on who they're playing. Uh, As of this moment, the Diamondbacks are 16 and 37 against teams that are greater than 500, uh, which would which would make them doing some quick math here, uh, 43 and 30 against teams that are uh, 500 or below. So they've been very good against the teams that they should beat. They are better than, you know, the Reds and the Pirates and uh, the Rockies and the Nationals. And like they're clearly better than those teams now. But what they haven't really done consistently is is really compete and show that they belong against some of the more established, better teams around the league. We saw this uh, last weekend against the Cardinals when the Diamondbacks uh, got swept in, in, in ugly fashion too, right? Like that was a brutal series for the Diamondbacks. It sort of looked like they didn't even really belong uh, playing a team like the St. Louis Cardinals. So um, there's something to be said, even, you know, even if they don't win a majority of, of those games against good teams down the stretch, there's something to be said for just proving that that they belong in those games, you know, proving that yeah. they can at least show uh, establish some dignity for themselves, you know, when, when playing those kinds of teams. And that's something I'm going to be watching uh, the rest of the year. B says we will be the best mid team that we can be. Hell yeah. <laughs> the diamondbacks go 500 the rest of the way, uh, which is what our friend Michael, uh, he suggested at this point, you can get 36 games left for the diamondbacks go over 500 the rest of the way, 18 and 18 get you to 77 and 85. 
that's a that's a pretty darn good season right there. I think that is a pretty darn good season after only winning 52 games last season. A 25 game improvement seems like a pretty substantial improvement from one season to the next. Uh, and you know, honestly, it, it's not really saying okay they're going to keep trending in this way. But yes, they are 2025 World Series champions based on this, right? 25 games this season, 25 more next season, 25 <laughs> games in 2024, Jesse. 2025, oh my God, they're almost undefeated. <laughs> the math checks out. I'm telling you. Uh, Madison Bumgarner on the bump for the Diamondbacks here to lead off the series against the Phillies. Honestly, I'm not attacking Mad Bum. I did they they skipped his turn in the rotation one time, didn't they? They did. Yeah, while you were away, they decided while to, I was uh, away. They didn't they didn't want him to pitch while you were gone, Derek. So so yeah. Tori made sure that he waited until you were back in town <laughs> like to have Mad Bum pitch again. Yeah. Oh, I I I got a story to tell about that here in a moment, but yeah, that's not uh, not exactly the way we want to start it out, but I think Madison Bumgarner, oddly enough, has some things to work out. I think that the change to where he's pitching from on the bump hasn't really been beneficial for him. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to maybe see him go back or maybe taking that time off to really work through whatever issues there are there. We've seen a higher strikeout rate. We've seen him be more effective with that, but unfortunately it hasn't translated over to less earned runs and and you know, that's, that's the key here is keeping runs off the board. Yeah. Yeah. And he talked the other day about how his goal right now is figuring out not as much like how to get guys to two strikes. He's been pretty good at that, but just like, where do you go from there? How do you get the swing and miss? Um, Mad bum has a pretty bizarre arsenal, honestly. Like it's, it's, it's pretty strange. He, he really relies on his cutter, uh, heavily. Um, he throws four seam fastballs, but not, not super often. Um, and then he has a curveball that, that sometimes is a swing and miss pitch for him, but sometimes is more of just like a get me over type of a curveball. Um, and so maybe that's the pitch that really needs to take a step forward and in order for him to to start, you know, being able to finish guys a little bit more efficiently. Um, but yeah, he'll, he gets to start on on Monday. So we'll see if uh, some of the things he's been working on, if he's able to put those into action. Well, I will tell you this, uh, win or lose, I'll have plenty of OGs on hand uh, to... Go whichever way we need to go. And of course, you, you always do, Derek. You always do. Stock up now, right? Uh, stock up before every series start. You never know how things are going to go. This is a celebratory one, right? Pop some sativas. Let's keep the party going. Uh, and obviously, our friends at OGs are the place to get those. So go get your friends. Uh, go get go get yourself some OGs. Get some for your friends, too. As long as you guys are all over 21, everybody enjoy responsibly. But they have a wonderful variety of flavors, wonderful variety of strains, doses, everything you need over at Arizona's Top Selling. Uh, gummy edible uh, check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com or on Instagram at OG's brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. Uh, and again, if you can't find it there, uh, there's apps, get down on the apps. If you need to, to find uh, your dispensary near you. Also, we have some free stuff for you. Maybe one lucky winner is going to win some free stuff from our friends at OG's in the flavoring life sweepstakes. Look at that guy. Open shirt, Derek for closer. Uh, get yourself over to our website at gophnx.com and enter our flavoring life sweepstakes with our friends from OGs. One lucky winner will receive three bags of OGs, including my favorite, the orange creamsicle, as well as some tropical flavors, an OGs hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Again, sign up at gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes below. And also, Jesse and I 
we're getting together. I haven't seen this guy in person in way too long. Our office is coming together, guys. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. We can't wait to start uh, broadcasting from there. But of course, there's still lots of IKEA furniture to put together. And who has there to is, do that? Yes. This guy. Who has to do that when Michaela Perkins rips the top off of a table after watching the Diamondbacks closers? Uh, bullpen blow a game this guy <laughs> that really happened she really ripped the top off the table uh no lost keys Derek it's not lost keys anymore remember it's stolen keys by Shane uh my nickname if you want to go that route is uh Derek stolen keys by Shane Montia uh but you know of course <laughs> that really has a nice ring to it that's a good stolen one keys yeah. by Shane Derek Montia maybe it belongs at the <laughs> beginning I don't know but uh, of course me and this guy we are getting together uh, for over at the Four Peaks on 8th Street Pub. We are all going to be there, not just us, the entire PHNX crew. Uh, our monthly last Wednesday show is right around the corner. Join us at Four Peaks on August 31st for good food, fun, and beer. Uh, and by good food, we mean the chicken tendies. Uh, get down there, try their wonderful variety of beers. Uh, and we will also be announcing our next winner for our Four Peaks Toast of the Month sweepstakes, which you can enter while you're entering the Flavoring Life sweepstakes over at gophnx.com win yourself a $50 four peaks gift card a phnx shirt of your choice and a phnx annual membership go enter all of that at gophnx.com or click the link below in our show notes must be 21 or older to enjoy the four peaks beer but you can bring the family to four peaks if you guys want to come down uh, again they have food uh wonderful variety see shane keithy deef Ooh, that's oh good. my god that's wow. it that's you good, did, Charles. I'm going to text him that right <laughs> when we're done with this show. Uh, but speaking of which, I was absent for a little while there. Shout out to uh, Jesse for Mac, uh, for Jacob, for holding it down. Uh, while I went off to be Hollywood guy. Um, and I say that because it had it was an achievement that had nothing to do with me in any way. I really want to give a shout out to our friend of the show, Mega Ran, who uh, has his first song in a feature film. That's right. We went out to see the premiere of clerks three because mega ran song uh tractor beam is actually featured in the movie and jesse when i say featured i mean the whole damn song me and this guy were we were geeking out in the theater while that song was playing because man what a what a cool moment for him our guy yeah uh, the the uh creator of our mailbag monday song and just all around swell person couldn't have no better guy but uh, yes, I did get to meet Rosario Dawson. Yes, I'm friends with Rosario Dawson now. Yes, uh, we text each other all the time. Like, we're besties. She's uh, she's texting me right now. She's watching. Uh, shout out to Rosario Dawson in the, in the live <laughs> chat and the comments. I know she's a little embarrassed to, you know, kind of comment and such. But, uh, yeah, I was uh, having a good time out there. And, again, thanks to Megaran uh, for inviting me to that because I, this guy would never be invited to anything like that, Jesse. I Not on my yeah, own. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, I have to be no, no, riding no. on someone else's coattails without uh, without a doubt, uh, and it's you know hey I'm okay with that because what a, what a better more talented guy you've heard the Mailbag Mondays song right I don't need to make any more case for Mega Rand's talents than that small snippet of an incredible song of his but uh, also shout out to Saul Bookman who keeps putting me to work at the PHNX office building stuff again I had to uh, I had to you know fix Michaela's table that she destroyed uh, don't. I I need the bullpen to not blow any more games. Not mm. at least not when Mac is in the office. I need them to secure wins uh and and just be a little bit more consistent. 
uh, because again, there's only so much I can do to repair furniture, Jesse, and the office is very new. It's very exciting. Uh, we're going to be bringing you shows from there. I think next week, uh, uh, we had some small delays, but, uh, we will be in there very soon. And again, Jesse and I will be at four peaks. Uh, have you Mac? Mm -hmm. Chris says Mac is not at fault. Jesse, uh, do you want to field that one? Uh, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't there for this incident that you're talking about, so I, I can't really speak on this, but my natural inclination that it probably is that it probably is Mac's fault, but, uh, yeah. you know, I, I don't have any firm evidence, so I don't want to speculate. That's right. At least Mac didn't destroy the new more furniture. And that's right. She did. Oh yeah. Uh, because I <laughs> don't do that. Uh, because our friends at more furniture have made our office beautiful. It's incredible. Uh, the furniture, the new studio, the whole nine yards, man. Again, we, uh, we're very proud of the space. We are very proud of the work we've done in year one, but we are so excited about the work that we are doing in year two. Uh, we've only just begun. And again, I think a big part of our excitement is, uh, the, the new studio, which has been fully furnished by our, our friends at more furniture. And if you are in need of furniture, make sure to check out Moore's Labor Day sale over at morefurniture.com. Best time to get your stuff, without a doubt. Uh, always around sale time. And of course, uh, Labor Day, big time to get your furniture. So get ready for football season. You need you need yourself to be hooked up, ready. You got to have the TV and you got to have the couches. We got we got leather recliners to watch football. And I'm not, I'm yeah. not bragging. I'm just giving you a preview. That's all I'm saying. But uh, you could get that all hooked up over at morefurniture.com. And uh, of course, we thank you guys so much uh, for joining us, for being here in the chat. Uh, we hope to see some of you guys out at uh, Four Peaks on at the Aries Street Pub. If you don't get a chance to join us out there, make sure to grab some Four Peaks. Uh, join us live while we do our shows. We'll all be broadcasting out there. Uh, our particular show is actually going to be doing a pre-show, pre-game show, I guess you could say, at 1 o'clock at our normal time. And then that night, we are actually going to be doing our post-series wrap-up after that game. So make sure to stay tuned all day for us just if you like us if you want to do that for us we appreciate it of course you can follow us on twitter i'm at cap underscore caveman with a k jesse is at jesse and friedman our show is at phnx underscore dbacks but of course all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on twitter instagram and facebook uh shout out to all of you guys we thank you so much we know you're talking about corbin carroll we we're temp we 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 got that. We can't wait. We know it's right around the corner. It's knocking on the door. Uh, September first is almost here. So uh, again, we thank you guys for being here in the comments. Okay, uh, Derek. So I I have to actually butt in here. I apologize, but we have. So what people are talking about is from an actual source. So Steve Gilbert tweeted out uh, five minutes ago. Per source, the D-backs are planning on calling up outfielder Corbin Carroll from AAA Reno in time for Monday night's game. Five minutes ago. It's happening. Let's fucking go. Corbin Carroll season, baby. So who goes, Jesse? Oh, man, we have so much to talk about. Don't even yeah. start. Don't even start. We have a whole other show tomorrow. We'll talk about it then. Corbin Carroll is happening. Per Steve Gilbert, he's a reliable source. We know that guy, right? Yeah, no, us, it's he's a. He calls us the Finksers, by the way. So let's does. go. Corbin Carroll season is here. That's all we're going to talk about tomorrow. Bring your mar your mailbag Monday questions, but uh, they all need to be Corbin Carroll related. So uh, I have to wrap it up now. We've been going for too long. I can't. It's, it's, Jesse, Corbin Carroll, it's happening. <laughs> I think it is happening. It, it, ah! Yeah. So so real quick, real quick. 
I don't know. Is it, you know, go ahead, do your thing. I'm just trying to think about your question of who the Diamondbacks will send out to make this happen because tomorrow is not September 1st. It's August 29th. Um, so yeah, if we're trying to figure out who the Diamondbacks are going to send out, uh, Cooper Hummel hasn't played much at all. Um, Stone Garrett also hasn't played much, which I, I know is sort of a critique, but I mean, he hit his first major league home run today. I don't think that's a real possibility. Um, so Cooper Hummel is, is the, the main candidate that comes to mind for me. You could use Dalton Varsho as a backup catcher. I don't know if the Diamondbacks want to do that. So there's uh, still maybe some hesitation there. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is crazy. Like if, if this does in fact happen, which I think it will based on the report we just saw, um, Corbin Carroll, frankly, everyone is the best Diamondbacks prospect since Justin Upton. Um, you're talking about 15 years. We haven't seen a Diamondbacks prospect, um, where the expectations were, were this high. Um, and I wouldn't expect him to hit like 30 or 40 home runs. We've talked about that a little bit. The power tool is not, you know, it's not Julio Rodriguez. It's not that level of raw power. Um, but I mean, he does, this kid does everything. I mean, he is, he is going to be the best base runner on this team. And we already have some pretty darn good base runners like Jake McCarthy and Josh Rojas. that we've talked a lot about lately. Uh, he's going to be the fastest guy on the team, most likely. Um, and he's, he's just a game changer. I mean, the way that he plays defense, his hit tool, uh, he's, he's been hitting for average, even though he's had a couple rough games in Reno lately, but overall he's been very, very good down there. He demolished a 463 foot home run, Jesse. That's that I'm not going to call him a small man because he's not a small man, but he is not the kind of guy you would suspect that could hit a 463 foot home run, uh, 24 homers this season. So I cannot wait to see this guy be a part of this team. I mean, again, it's just uh, exactly what we wanted. It's what we were hoping for, for him to get an opportunity to come up, become we, I, just become part of the team, right? Get, get all of these yeah. firsts out of the way. Get the first hit out of the way, the first game. All of the exciting things that happen for a young player that can at times kind of, you know, Detract, or I guess uh, uh, take away from your focus as far as playing the game of baseball, right? The ability for him to come up now and kind of get this initial time before next season is huge, you know? And I mean, we've seen young guys consistently come up around this time of the year. Last year, we saw Seth beer come up and just completely be a monster for a period of time before he got injured. So uh, yeah, Carroll, again, you know, he's been on fire lately. Uh, just, I still can't believe that 463 foot home run, but offensive yeah. side, his defense has just been incredible. He's been consistent at the plate. He's everything that you want in a player. And I, I mean, I, I can't imagine anything more exciting happening for this team at this point. They don't, they don't have a lot to play for. Uh, the playoffs are pretty unrealistic to think that they could reach that at this point. So this is by far, I think the most exciting thing that can happen to cap off the 2022 season. I mean, we're going to, well, I'm sure we'll talk about this a whole bunch tomorrow, but my, my mind is just going sort of crazy here, Derek. Um, where are the Diamondbacks going to play this guy? Like Stone Garrett hasn't played in a week because there's nowhere to play outfielders right now. And now you're going to bring up another guy that you pretty much have to play every day. Like it doesn't make sense to call up Corbin Carroll to start him, you know, two or three times a week. So the Diamondback, this is tricky. Like, this is tricky. There's no way getting around the fact that Tori Lovello is going to have his hands full trying to find ways to get all of these guys playing time right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad problem, though. This is a manager who last season had a hard time finding guys to play. 
Can you imagine yeah. how different it is now for yeah. him to trying to figure out which guys to play, where to play them, how to keep them consistent? It's the reason why sometimes, as much as it seems like a demotion, they send guys down. It's not really a demotion. It's really just you're not factoring into the plans for the next five days, and instead of having you sit on the bench the entire time and maybe get one pinch hit at bat here and there, we would much rather you went down and started for the Aces, got yourself some playing time, and then came you know when it's time to get get called up when we need you again that's when we do it right it's the reason why david peralta being moved was a necessity you know especially considering yeah. that he was a free agent after the season i think everything right now is working towards the vision that mike hazen put into place and to be honest with everything that has happened in that man's life it's incredible that the team is now you know, running in, in, in the direction it is that everything kind of is falling into place. Right. Uh, I, I, I couldn't be happier, you know, for the way things are going for the team, uh, for these young guys that we've wanted to see, you know, you never, you just never know in baseball when you're going to see guys like this get called up. And it's, uh, just incredibly exciting to think about the future of this team. Dalton Varsho could see more time behind the plate. We could see that yeah. become, you know, just. I think if I mean if, if the, the move if the move is to send Cooper Hummel down, then Dalton Varsho is officially your backup catcher at that point. So he's gonna right. he's gonna. But I mean, Carson Kelly's been playing a lot lately. Like we've hardly even seen Cooper Hummel because Carson Kelly's right. been playing basically every day. So that doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna see Varsho catching a whole lot. But um, it's just a place to it, play him. It's it a is a place to, to it is a place him to him play him, which yeah. which they kind of need, right? I mean, if if you're gonna bring up Corbin Carroll, you could use another spot to you know shuffle these guys around and find ways to get everyone everyday playing time. Um, I know there was also some some talk in the chat about um, which position Corbin Carroll would play, um, whether Alec Thomas stays in center field or not. Um, my Assessment of where the Diamondbacks are at on that, it seems from what we've heard from Mike Hazen, it, it seems pretty clear that they are planning to have Alec Thomas stay in center field, uh, which is totally understandable. I mean, he's at like uh, pretty close to a gold glove caliber out there, if not already a gold glove caliber in center field. So it, it's hard to move a guy out of a position when they're playing it that well and making some of the plays that we saw over the weekend. Right. Um, but what is also wild is that from almost everyone I've talked to who knows Corbin Carroll and has seen him play, Corbin Carroll is a better defensive outfielder than Alec Thomas, just according to scouting reports, according to what people who have seen those, those two guys play, which is crazy to say because Alec Thomas is so freaking good that it's like, okay, how, how is Corbin, how, is Corbin Carroll really better than this guy? Like by how much could he really be better than this guy? Um, I think the Diamondbacks will stick with Alec Thomas in center field. Uh, we've seen Corbin Carroll play a decent amount um, at the outfield corner spots in Reno lately. It seems like they've kind of been grooming him for this moment where they're going to play him in, in the corners a little bit more often. Um, but yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll have to see it. It's Tori Lovello is going to have his hands full trying to fill up that lineup card every day because it is, it is getting all the more complicated with this move. We talk about Dalton Varsho having all the tools, but Corbin Carroll might have more tools than Dalton Varsho, Jesse. He might have a bigger tool shed, and that's yeah. not a euphemism. Don't take that the wrong way. But power <laughs> is actually considered uh, his lowest graded tool at 50. And we're talking about a man that just hit a home run ball 463 feet that hasn't yeah. played in the major leagues and have a chance to really work with a major league 
level strength and conditioning coach who is still so young that he hasn't even really grown into his full-size adult man body at this point right i mean yeah he still kind of looks like a high school kid i'm not I mean, gonna lie yeah, he's still yeah, right. <laughs> like I, I talked about it earlier in the season about alec thomas and kind of the change he made from the p- pictures i saw of him as a prospect versus when i saw him in the minor league camp this offseason he just looked like a different guy and that's the guy you see right now every day on the field for the diamondbacks who very much looks like a, a major league ball player right and corbin carroll like you said Still very much, I, I can't wait to see him on the field because he is still very much going to look uh, like, like a college kid out there playing, I he feel is. like. Uh, yeah. It's just, again, it's exciting to have these guys out there. It's exciting to have this problem, you know, that you're describing this where, you know, we talked all episode, our king of the series, our king, Jake McCarthy, right? Like there's another guy that really, I don't think they factored into him being as good as he's been. I think that's the reason why the outfield kind of got loaded up with young talent. And it's not a terrible thing that guys like him and Stone Garrett were added to the mix just to make things, you know, even more complicated with the huge influx of talent that they have. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting. Uh, by the way, he's hit, he has a 624 slugging percentage uh, and his, and his power is lowest graded tool at 50. <laughs> uh, i feel like i feel like i got the infinity gauntlet back there jesse i feel like we just got there you go the final stone and we're ready to snap on the national league it's crazy uh all right well we have so much more to talk about tomorrow with this uh shout out to steve gilbert for breaking that news uh you the finksers love you sir uh of course we love you all thank you so much again for joining us on behalf of jesse and myself we appreciate your time we appreciate the breaking news and we appreciate corbin carroll uh remember kids baseball is fun but it's so much more fun when you call up your top prospect baby